0: It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing The Least Woke Man in America. Okay, so we all knew the democratic brain is a little bit different than everybody else, and of course they take great pride in that, but we found out recently it's way more different than everybody else. Hello everybody, this is The Least Woke Man in America. Welcome to my podcast and video cast. I want to talk now about the student loan forgiveness situation, and especially this recent stunt the Democrats tried to pull off where they equated Joe Biden through executive order for giving student loan debt. They compared that to the PPP loan forgiveness. Now, first of all, the people who are obsessed with the fascist, quote unquote fascist on the right, who are upset about the threats to our democracy are okay with a president via executive order, which means Congress not being involved, forgiving hundreds of billions of dollars worth of debt. That alone is so spooky to me because remember to forgive debt, somebody is getting hosed. Um, To forgive the debt means that the banks are going to, you know, not get their money back. But in the student loan industry, the banks are all backed up by the federal government. So indirectly, Joe Biden has decided to spend hundreds of billions of dollars of taxpayer money without the Congress being involved at all. How that is constitutional is beyond me because the PPP loan, which we'll talk about now, was absolutely authorized by Congress as part of the massive, massive amount of money spent for COVID. Now, some of which, including the PPP, I agree with in full disclosure, my business got a PPP loan. And at the time, a couple of things about PPP. Okay, the most important thing about PPP is, the business businesses weren't allowed by law to operate. So, everyone who has a modicum of appreciation for business, so this excludes AOC, it excludes Bernie Sanders and most of their supporters, but everybody else that lives in the real world knows, you know, when you tell a business to stop operating, at that moment, it's not like their expenses go to zero. There's still utilities, there's still uh, all types of insurance, there's suppliers that need to be paid. So the government decided to give them a loan to get through that and save jobs during the mandatory COVID lockdown. And I support all of it. Again, even if I was an employee somewhere, I didn't own a business, I'd support it because my brain tells me um, the massive cost if thousands, thousands of small businesses went under, which could have happened, because even when they reopened for a lot of business, demand was still down. So as a major tourniquet to get everybody through it, to save small businesses, and um, because at the time the reason I'm emphasizing is all these little wise ass left-wing people, they were comparing, well, now they care about socialization, but they don't care about socializing healthcare. Now all of a sudden they, everybody's a socialist. Now there's all these, and it it's one of those I call it dummy food. A lot of you listen to my podcast, watch my video cast. Now I refer to that as dummy food, where they literally, and a lot of times, like in the example we're talking about now, where they're equating student loan forgiveness to PPP forgiveness, the Democrats, the political Democrats, the ones in the media, the ones in the academic institutions, they, a lot of them are actually intelligent enough to know it's not logical. But they love revving up the dummies. Like, for example, you know, comparing PPP to student loans, it, they act like a but the dummies act like seals. You're, uh, uh, uh. like I say every bit at SeaWorld, where they come out with the guy comes out with a fish and all the seals go crazy and start clapping. That's exactly what the average Democrat does when the Democratic politician or Democrat member of the mainstream media gets up and says. If PPP loans should have been forgiven, then student loans should have been forgiven. What are you talking about? As far as you're talking about people who consciously chose to walk in, take out a loan to pay for their college education. That is completely different than the government because of a national emergency, telling businesses they can't operate, giving them a loan so they can get through it, and then forgiving it when they were legally told you cannot operate. Ben Shapiro had a great point. It's like like if a truck owned by the federal government went through the front of a restaurant and then they gave them a loan to fix the restaurant after their truck went through the front And then they figure out that loan, would you be upset? I wouldn't be. I mean, it's no different than if their insurance company paid out uh, to take care of it. You know what I mean though. So there is no logical comparison, but the Democrats who stir this up Even I think a lot of them in the White House or wherever in Congress, the aides, who all went to Ivy League schools, they're smart enough to know there's no logical comparison here, but they love to stir up the dummy food, make the seals bark, come out with the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if those business owners got it, then I should get it too. And there's no comparison. And they also think they can get away with it. And this drives me insane, probably like a lot of you. See, there's this connotation that education and healthcare are kind of in this world of their own because they're so sac- sacrosanct and so special. And anybody that approaches those two words with the constitution in one hand and a calculator in the other is demonized, is the devil, regardless of the intentions, regardless of saying, wait a second, we're just trying to protect individual rights here. We're not, we're trying to protect one person being Forced by the non-fascists, by the way, who are protecting America and its democracy from the fascists, forcing other people to pay for someone else's stuff. So those those two areas are considered completely off limits with anybody with a constitution and a calculator. But still regardless of that demonization, you have to push forward because it's foolishness, it's dishonest, and whenever the government gets involved in anything, you can be guaranteed a lot of bad people become millionaires, and a lot of good people end up paying a lot more for things. Classic example, just look at the charts, look at the graphs. Education, healthcare, two of the areas the federal government has been the most involved in since probably the 1950s or 60s, but especially 60s with healthcare, when Johnson passed Medicaid, Double-digit inflation in both of them. So everybody got hosed. I mean, the, the 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 student loan program just inflated tuition costs. It inflated tuition costs. It made colleges rich. It made professors. Look at Pocahontas. Do you know how much money she has made? The student loan program has made people like her multi-millionaires. And I have to laugh. Speaking of Pocahontas, you know, when uh, Betsy, uh, was it, Betsy Davos, um, Trump's education secretary, was in front of the Senate being interviewed. And I know she became a huge punching bag for the left and whatever. The point is, um, one of the questions Pocahontas asked her and could not have been more proud of herself is like, have you ever... Have you ever managed a $3 trillion portfolio before? Have you ever had any experience managing any financial portfolio while not realizing how stupid she sounded? I mean, to the dummies, it's pure dummy food and they're barking and clapping. I'm thinking to myself, when the constitution was written in the late 1700s, first of all, there wasn't even a department of education, federal, but then say, in the, I think it was Eisenhower, the federal department of education was created, him or Nixon. Do you think that even the people in the room, even the leftist in the room, the day that that was created, anticipated you would need to know how to manage a loan portfolio to become the United States Secretary of Education? Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? But that's how much the whole thing has just become just a bonanza for politicians, the student loans, companies, the banks, and everybody else got screwed in the process. I mean, listen to these these statistics. There's $1.75 trillion in student loans spread out among 48 borrowers, so million borrowers. That's $412 billion more than the total auto loan debt. So the bottom, and that's just the current loans. Those aren't people who paid theirs off because this has gone on since the 1970s, right? So the point is uh, it's out of control. It inflated the tuition prices. And now you want to go around with a magic wand forgiving some people and forgiving not others that's the part that i, I just cannot believe whether it's income based degree base or whatever it's just ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous i mean there's only one way to do it if you're going to go that route and i i'm dead serious and some of you are really fiscally conservative you might not like what i'm talking about from a money standpoint but from a fairness standpoint what i'm saying is 100 true dig up the records of everybody that's ever had a student loan And if you're gonna forgive some, you gotta send the other people paid it back a check from the US Treasury. I'm sorry, I mean, right? I mean, if you gotta close parks, get rid of a couple aircraft carriers, borrow even, print even more money. How do you not do that? How do you say to the people who like became a teacher and then delivered pizza at night, or the people went to law school and then they worked as a bartender on the weekends, or just people who live in a studio apartment until their mid-30s to pay their loans back? How how do you say to people like that, oh, by the way, now we're going to start forgiving them? And I mean, these are the people that that were born with fairness so deep in their DNA compared to the rest of us. It's like, remember in high school, uh, in genetics, you learn about the the, uh, geni- the the dominant gene and the recessive gene, and the teacher would use like a capital letter for the dominant and a lowercase for the recessive, right? So, your average progressive, when it comes to their genes, there's two big f's for just fairness way bigger than everybody else as a matter of fact their f is so big and you know the republicans if you're conservative your f was so small theirs could just eat it it can just great and just eat the little f that's how big their f is for fairness right in their dna when it comes, except for when it comes to forgiving student loans how, how do you forgive one dollar of student loan debt for one person and not another so The whole thing is a joke. The whole thing is... I mean, it was dummy food to begin with, just the idea of the non-fascist president who's protecting America from the fascist, who is going to make a multi-hundred billion dollar uh, decision without Congress. Um, And then he's going to do that. He's going to pick and choose who gets forgiven. And now to add to it, we're going to equate all that with the forgiving of a business loan that was issued during a national emergency when the businesses could not operate in order to pay overhead and save jobs we're going to try to make some logical conclusion between those two things and the problem is if you're a thoughtful rational conscious sentient person and a lot of ways in a situation like this you feel like you're being bulldozed, like you're on an island. Like, why can't everybody else see us? And then the demonization, and then you're self-centered, and then you're just a mean Republican. I'll tell you, um, back uh, 20 years ago, uh, plus or minus, I was working at financial services. And I, I think some of, I mentioned this before on the podcast, a girl came in and she had, and this is the mid 2000s, I mean, which uh, it, it 190 to $100,000 student loan debt, got an art therapy degree, was making 20, I think 22, $23,000 a year. The whole thing was insane. So I walked away. I was only in the mid my mid-20s myself. Just so irritated. Like, where were her parents? Guidance counselors. Who in the hell were the freaking... I can guarantee whoever was at the uh, uh, college, couldn't wait to sign her up. Probably had a Che Guevara poster on the wall. Read Karl Marx at night. And has no problem signing a 22-year-old with $80,000 worth of student loan debt. And if anyway, he's... He's pushing her ahead, he's creating equality for this poor, woe-begotten girl. She is gonna compete with the billionaire's kids since she's getting this $90,000 student loan, this debt for a degree that earns practically nothing. So, and I saw this back then, now this is the early 2000s, where you were not allowed to even broach the idea that there is a limit to education spending. I don't know if any of you even remember that. It's changed since. You know who changed a lot of it to their credit uh, is Dave Ramsey, the financial guide, especially Susan Or, or Susie Ormond. As much as I don't agree with her on some things, and frankly, she drives me nuts. She, see, Ramsey was just considered, he's just considered because he's a right-wing Christian guy. He's just a small-minded hick, dumb nut, even though he gets millions of people out of debt, which is kind of a big deal to me. It kind of shows some character on his part, right? So, I mean, if he was Harvey Weinstein or some, uh, you know, if he was some, even worse than that, if he was some porn director in LA donating money to environmental causes and climate change, that'd be fine, but he's a Christian guy in Tennessee getting millions of people out of debt. So they got a serious, serious problem with him. So anyway, but him, but Susie Orman's more left-leaning woman, you know, you-go-girl type of thing, but even she put pumped the brakes on it. And said this paradigm where there is no limit to the spending on education because you always get it back. To the a credit, I give those two of them a lot of credit because. Uh, they and a lot of other smaller people in the financial services industry started to see the ratios That's all we're talking about here folks. We're not demonizing education I got a degree from a great college 4 your accounting degree. I couldn't be more grateful for it but, so we're not demonizing ed- education is critical if you are a first world country as far as quality of life producing products Having big corporations. I get all of that, but the ratios were a joke And for the most part, there's still a joke. And what I mean by that, as far as what is spent compared to what people earn. And it's when a business owner buys an oven for his restaurant or a truck to put on the road or a, a computer system, you sit down and think through how you're going to get your money back and how long and the return and all that. Um, and so if a business owner goes out and buys a $300,000 piece of equipment that only earns him $5,000 a year and borrows money for it, and that doesn't work out, it's a, it's a stoop, asinine business arrangement, why should the taxpayers pay for him that loan to be paid off when he made that decision? So what's the idea? If someone goes and gets a uh, gender studies degree from you know some private school where a pokus type is making $300,000 a year as a professor and the school's charging this kid $70,000 a year and they rack up tons of debt. Why is that everybody else's responsibility? And then the beautiful part is, and they always throw the word social in there. Well, there's a social benefit you know the people who get, in my lifetime, I'm, I'm 44 years old now, the people who milk that social thing, there's two groups. One, people grow up spoiled, and two, people who are lazy. That is such a disrespect for other people and other people's money. That's like, well, why don't we all chip in? You know, the old chip in guilt trick. No, we're all in this together. Guilt trips, mind games, all either because somebody doesn't want to work or someone, because of their upbringing, has no concept of money and the value of a dollar whatsoever so they can throw that social thing all around and be the big uh, you know they can be the big dalai lama the jesus christ in the room who's saving everybody else the buddha and the you know the mother Teresa with everybody else's money that's all social means i'm telling you right now so i i just had this this is just the type of thing i try not to go apoplectic about certain things but again it's in the ppp Comparing it to student loans, it's stupid, it's insulting, it's illogical. Um, and it's one of those things that irritates me on the surface, makes me angry, actually, to be honest with you. But in the grand scheme of things, it makes me worried about the country, not just financially, but that the fact that people are so stupid, they actually think this is true. I mean, go to realcleric.pollicksticks.com, major left-wing publications the usual suspects politico salon the atlantic they all had articles not all of them i shouldn't say but New know new york times washington post they really tried to push this concept they really tried to push this and like i said it turns into complete dummy food i think some of this might backfire for the uh for the democrats because uh it, it, it's a boost for the one people in their 20s now, but most of them, no matter what, even with abortion and Roe versus Wade being overturned, a lot of them times they don't vote no matter what they say. Just ask Ron Paul and Bernie Sanders. Never became president because the 20-somethings never showed up. So um, right off the bat, you have a huge chunk of the country, more than 50%, who didn't go to college and are really irritated about this and then within the group of people and i know many not just dummies who went to some state school with a low gpa and because that's the way the left want makes wait wants makes it up no 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 no, no. ip people I, I talk to every day friends families great colleges lawyers doctors good corporate jobs accountants who are not happy with this. So you got the segment that never went to college that aren't happy. You got within the group of people who did go to college, just based on the principle, because they either paid their loans off themselves or just out of fairness, as far as how do you pay it, forgive for one person, not another, or best yet, how do you ask people, blue collar people, that never went to college uh, to pay this back? But see, I think we have drifted so far via the Federal Reserve and borrowing and printing money that the concept that, I I don't even think people think of themselves as paying stuff back at some point when it comes to the government. I really don't because it's been so long since I think people have paid taxes or have had a tax increase like the old days before the Federal Reserve. If you went to war, I think it's like the Spanish American war, there was a tax increase because somebody had to pay for that freaking war. So you knew things really really cost money. I think there's a, and that's, I mean, that's part of where the progressive income tax came from to pay for World War One, right? So like the, the subconscious, conscious connection was there as far as when the government spends money, they're spending my money and I'm going to have to pay for it at some point via my taxes. So we become numb to that with the Federal Reserve and the massive debts that we have and the printing of money. I really believe that. So people don't get worked up like they used to uh, maybe that's a good thing with this inflation. If there's anything good from it, people are realizing, maybe some people in their 30s and 40, 20s, 30s and 40s, for the first time in their lifetime, there absolutely is a connection between government spending, and it might, whether it's gonna be taxes, increases, or inflation, it does eventually affect us, whether we like to or not. That's the only good thing I can come from. But yes, this is pure dummy food. There's no other way to describe it. It's embarrassing, it's insulting, And it's up to to us, (laughs) freedom-loving fake fascists, to protect America from this nonsense. Thanks again, everybody. Until next time, this is The Least Woke Man in America.